0: In today's episode, we have got an awesome reseller conversation, some reselling news, and some programming updates. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 26 of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. My name is Ryan, and I will be your host, as always, coming to you From the Bat Cave. In today's episode, we have got a terrific conversation with another reseller and YouTuber. I hope you will stick around for that. It was really, really good chatting with this person, and I think you will enjoy it. We'll have a really quick news update. But first, I wanted to give you a couple of notes on some programming changes I'm making here at the podcast and the YouTube channel. Number one, I am going to move the weekly business recap that I've been doing in the Sunday podcast to the Wednesday episode where it will join the what sold on eBay recap. I'm doing that for two reasons. Number one, I think it's a better fit. So you'll have kind of what sold and then what the full week's business looked like. Number two, it will allow me to spread the content out a little more evenly. So instead of an hour or an hour and 20 minute episode on Sunday and 9 minutes <laughs> on Wednesday we'll we'll flesh that one out a little bit more and chop a little bit off of this one so they're a little closer in length. The other thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to incorporate a reselling news segment into each episode. So rather than hitting you with news once a week, I'm going to bring it to you twice a week so hopefully it will be a little more timely and a little more relevant. Let me know in the comments or by sending me an email at galaxycds at gmail.com what you think of those changes. If you think they'll be beneficial, helpful, if you're looking forward to the more even distribution of the content and all that good stuff, um, I would appreciate it. With that, speaking of news. News Updates. Being the holiday week, there was not a ton of reselling news going on this week, so it's going to be a fairly short one anyway. Most of what was in the news over the last week has unfortunately dealt with the ongoing situation with shipments and United States Postal Service. We've talked about that for five or six episodes now. I'm not going to belabor that. We all know what's going on there. I am going to hit on a couple of interesting things. Poshmark this week formally announced that they are going to do their initial public offering to take the company public. Uh, There's an article that I will link to, of course, in the show notes and the description below. Five key takeaways from Poshmark's IPO filing. The social media focused clothing reseller Poshmark became the latest platform to file for an IPO this week, hoping to catch the wave that has seen recent big first day jumps in stock price. They are obviously a site for consumers to sell secondhand clothing, and it relies heavily on social media within, within their format. So it's a lot of sharing of closets and that sort of stuff. It's a lot more engagement than you would have on eBay or some of the other sites. Uh, for those of you who sell on Poshmark, you can chime in in the comments below and let us know what your experience with that is. It looks like way too much work <laughs> for me. But in any event, they describe themselves as... Thusly, we are a social media marketplace that combines the human connection of a physical shopping experience with the scale, reach, ease, and selection benefits of e-commerce. That's what they put in their S1 filing when they filed for their IPO. In doing so, we bring the power of community to, to buying and selling online. We created Poshmark in 2011 to make buying and selling simple, social, and fun. Pairing technology with the inherent human desire to socialize, our marketplace creates passion and personal connections among users. If you're a seller on Poshmark, let me know (laughs) if that is in fact the case. Here are the five key takeaways. Number one, and probably more important than any of them, Poshmark is actually turning a profit. So unlike some of the others that have talked about going public, uh, Poshmark is making money. Uh, The company turned its first profit in the quarter that ended June 30th, after losing 14.5 million in 2018 and 48.7 million in 19, Poshmark made 21.1 million in the June 30th quarter and 10.7 in the September 30th quarter. So they have two quarters in a row of profitability. Number two, revenues are growing. Poshmark reported 192.8 million dollars in revenue for 2020's first nine months. That's up. from the same period in 2019. The company saw even better sales growth in its September 30th quarter with revenues rising 37.7% year over year. In addition, gross merchandise volume is rising after losing some ground during the COVID 19 outbreak's early days. Poshmark's gross merchandise volume, a key measure of items sold online, has come roaring back, according to this story. The company said it's Monthly GMV fell 13% year-over-year in March when the pandemic first kind of exploded. And as a result, for the year to date, gross merchandise volume has only grown 9%. But that's still growth. Number four, consumer engagement is rising. Poshmark's active users have risen 46%. In roughly two years, growing from 21.7 million in 2018 to 31.7 million as of September 30th. So they've got great growth in the people that are buying and using that marketplace. Lastly, Poshmark has a very desirable and young demographic. The company has disclosed that 80% of its active users as of December 31st, which would have been last year, obviously, were millennials or Gen Z. Which is a very desirable demographic for an online platform. You've probably seen in other articles and other places where eBay, because it has been around longer, its demographic skews much, much older. So, this is a big advantage for Poshmark. They're not really competing in the same space necessarily, but it is one key advantage for them. So, be on the lookout for that sometime early next year. Poshmark will be going public. The other big news. This was on insidethemagic.net. This is about Disney, the world of resellers. Disney fights back against eBay flippers. So essentially, people are going, they're using their annual pass to go in and buy items at Disney World or Disneyland that are park exclusives, items that are not available anywhere else. And then they're selling those things on eBay for what sometimes amounts to kind of the PS5 flip thing, taking an item that's worth 20 bucks and selling it for hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. So they're making mad, mad money. The problem, however, with this philosophy is that you are actually in violation of your annual passholder contract if you do this. Uh, the annual passholder program at both Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort have specific rules in place against reselling. The annual passholder agreement states that the benefits, quote, and discounts are for personal use only and may not be used for any commercial purpose, including without limitation to obtain or purchase items or services with the intent to resell such items or services. So, what can Disney do about this? Certainly, they could, They could theoretically, if they're on eBay, they could go through Vero claims if they wanted to chase all these things down. They are taking another approach, however, and they have decided and implemented within the last few weeks a new mobile checkout feature. Now, they've done this for two reasons. I think the, the reseller piece is probably secondary, but they want to encourage as much contactless payment in their parks as possible. So they've implemented mobile checkout in their parks, in their little shops. And currently, the My Disney Experience app on Walt Disney is testing this mobile checkout featuring um, at two locations, Mouse Gear in Epcot and Everything Pop at Disney's Pop Century Resort. Uh, On the West Coast, Disneyland app is testing the mobile checkout at World of Disney at Downtown Disney. The feature is beneficial because, A, again, it allows that contactless payment in a time of pandemic, which would help them keep people safe, relatively safe, within their parks. But the second thing is, through that app, they can limit the number of purchases that can be made by any one passholder. So they can prevent resellers from buying multiple items or buying multiple times in order to stock up on items to sell on ebay or whatever reselling platform they choose so let me know what you think about that but uh, there's a ton of stuff that are exclusive that are highly sought after that end up on ebay at crazy prices and disney is trying to crack down so that should be interesting i don't i've been to disney once in my life (laughs) Uh, so this isn't a game that i'm in but if you are someone who resells disney let me know in the comments what you think of that with that We are going to take a quick sponsor break, and then we will be back with a really, really terrific conversation with Brandy, my reseller treasure. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you want to do me a solid, please leave me a review. That would be awesome. If you're listening anywhere else, there's a link in the show notes to my Podchaser page, where you can also go and leave a review. Be sure to check me out on YouTube at Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips, and follow me on Instagram at Galaxy CDs Rocks. Thanks again. Hey, everybody, welcome to interview number three of the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk Podcast. I am super excited today to have with me another fellow reseller and YouTuber who is quite possibly one of the most genuine people I have seen on YouTube. Please give a warm Galaxian welcome to Brandy from My Reseller Treasure.
1: Thank well, you so much, Ryan. <laughs> no,
0: nah, no problem. Welcome to the show. So tell us tell us all about yourself.
1: Um, well, but I guess like you just said, my name is Brandy and um I do have a YouTube channel, my reseller treasure. I just started this year, uh in January, as a matter of fact. So um I'm just coming up on my year anniversary. Um, I've been reselling for about five, four or five years officially. <laughs> um and um, I love it.
0: Yeah. So, is are you full time?
1: Well, I consider myself full time, but really part time. I um, I am a single mom, so I raise well. I have two adult children now. One just turned eighteen, so um, I do have a little one seven. And uh, I am a disabled vet, so I stopped working a couple years ago and kind of picked up reselling. So, gotcha. It, it is the only thing I do.
0: Yeah. And how's how's that going for you?
1: It's going pretty well. It was kind of a surprise. It was an accident that I kind of fell into it. So Right.
0: When I got started, it's been about a year and a half now. I had no idea it was even a thing. (laughs) I mean, I knew eBay was out there and I knew people sold, you know, used books and whatever. But the Mm -hmm. idea of reselling was just completely foreign to me. And I was watching some YouTube, just kind of scrolling through what's what. And I started finding these reseller channels and I'm like, what is this? This looks really interesting. (laughs) Uh, How did you, how did you come to find out about it?
1: That was, it's a similar situation. I, I've always uh, loved shopping secondhand. I, my mom liked shopping at Goodwill's and stuff. And you know, we were, we were, didn't have a lot of money, but uh, even as I grew older, I still like secondhand shops. So um I initially started, uh, back in about 2004, just for a brief period, I sold some things cause I was moving and I did it for about a year and then fell off. You know, I just kind of forgot about it. And then in, uh, 2013, when my son was born, uh, I needed some cloth diapers cause I was, I was doing that right. and I got some at Goodwill and I was kind of complaining to my dad and he said, well, why don't you go on eBay and look? And so I went on eBay and looked and um, figured I could sell the old ones. And then that's kind of how the ball got started. I started selling his old stuff, nice. you know, as he grew older. And then just like you, I found a community by accident and was like, wait a minute, there, there are people that do this. Right. And make a
0: living <laughs> at it. It's amazing.
1: So yeah. What,
0: what was the reaction when you decided to pursue it full time? Cause I got, it was really interesting. The people I worked with were like, man, you are crazy. You can't make any money. There's no way, you know, what was, what kind of reaction did you get from friends and family?
1: I, um, I actually got a positive reaction. People were quite surprised that I was selling these things online and getting decent money. And they, they were quite shocked. And it was, um, it was a very positive reaction I got from my family. Uh, my parents were very supportive Uh, My kids, you know, they're very used to us going to the secondhand shops because they could always get something. And it was, um, I actually got a really positive uh, experience from when I started telling family and friends.
0: Are they, do they give you stuff now? Are they on offloading?
1: (laughs) My family will give me things and they don't even care if they don't even want them. I just, well, you can sell it. I figure you can sell it. Right. (laughs) So they know not to throw certain things away. And, you
0: know, (laughs) I got a text from my mom today. I'm going up there for Christmas and she's like, we've got you a bunch of empty boxes. (laughs) So, (laughs)
1: yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh, Do you have something that you kind of specialize in? I know from your videos, you really do a lot with like the vintage. Uh, dolls and toys on the YouTube channel, but is that primarily what you resell as well?
1: Yeah, it is. I uh, initially kind of just started selling everything after my son grew out of stuff, and I just kind of expanded into multiple things, just kind of figuring it out, and um, I just fell into toys. I like toys. You know, I'm kind of a kid in myself. I, I like the nostalgia, so the m- I started selling more and more toys, and um, I... Join a Facebook group and somebody mentioned Barbie that they sold this Japan Barbie for all this money. And, you know, I heard, I heard dolls were, you know, worth money, but you know, I was like, man, whatever, you know, cause everybody <laughs> thinks their Barbie is worth $10,000. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I happened to come across just cause I read about that post. I, I was picking my son up from a, a sleepover and it happened to be in a sale and I stopped by And they had two huge bins of vintage Barbie. Nice. And it was the only thing they had for sale. Everything had a sold sticker on it.
0: (laughs) That's the worst.
1: So I was like, all right. And I'm thinking I'm going to pay 50 bucks for it, you know, because there was so much stuff. And she was, oh, how about 25? I I couldn't run to my car fast enough with the stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's how I got into it because once I got home, Um, You know, I looked up the stuff, I joined the Barbie collector group to learn more, and uh, I sold my first outfit for $124 a week later.
0: Holy cow.
1: After that, it was Barbie. It was Barbie and vintage toys, you know, and that's kind of what I stuck with.
0: So how do you how do you source that sort of stuff? Where do you find it? Do you find it online on like the Facebook groups? I know you just did a video where you bought a bunch of stuff from, I don't mm-hmm. know, was it Craigslist or a Facebook group and it yeah, was shipped it was to you? Facebook, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: Facebook uh, marketplace. I do find things on Facebook marketplace. Um, but I also do auctions. I find things on eBay. I find things on, uh, I used to go to an auction warehouse where they, um, do a lot of estates just bunched together. Uh, they do them online So I, I watch those online as well. So it's, it's a little bit of everything I kind of watch.
0: Yeah. Now when you buy stuff on eBay, how do you think that happens? That somebody has like a (laughs) box of stuff and they're selling it for like 10 or 15 or 25, whatever, whatever amount it is. And you get it and it's hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. (laughs) What's the difference between what you're doing in terms of research and knowing what that stuff is and maybe the casual seller?
1: Yeah, it's definitely, um, I tell people when, you know, some people like to pick a niche and some people don't. And the 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 big plus about picking a niche is when you're going through things and when you get things, often you get the same stuff over and over again and you start to learn about it. So you, you, come, you start to become an expert and you can kind of pick things out in pictures. So that's kind of what I do. I right. look at photos and I start picking things out. And some sellers just don't know or some sellers just want to get rid of it. Sure. And Or some people think it's just best to bunch it all together, and sometimes that's not the greatest thing to do because collectors can be picky. Yep. So, um, and, you know, I look through mistake, uh, you know, auctions on eBay or misspelled ones or ones that just say old Barbie or even right. clothes. And, um, you know, I just kind of look through the photos and pick things out that way.
0: Yep. It's amazing how how good you can get at that. I'm kind of the same way with books. You know, somebody will mm-hmm. send me, you know, oh, I've got all these books. I'm like, just send me a few pictures. And I can usually yeah. tell mm-hmm. by just looking at a few pictures, if there's something yes. there I want to go get or not.
1: Yes. Yes. It's yep, absolutely
0: amazing when you spend the time, like you say, when you niche down into something that specific. Mm-hmm. Now, are there other things that you sell to kind of round out your store, or do yeah, you really? I
1: sell, um, I sell all, pl- you know, I sell plush. I sell you know popular toys. I sell discontinued toys because um, that that happens a lot. Discontinued right. toys that people are trying to replace, replacements. Um, you know, all, anything that really has to do with toys and and kids. I do I do sell. You know, other things, if I come across them and I know that they're worth money, like, you know, kitchen items that are vintage, I'll come across, of course, I'm going (laughs) to pick it up. I'm not going to leave it there. Um, I do some clothes, but I I really don't like clothes. Right. (laughs) You and me both. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's measuring, and I feel like, you know, somebody who does clothes probably thinks that about toys. Oh, you got to clean that, and you've got to, you know put that together, so, you know. Yep, you see that all the time with
0: people in different niches that you just wouldn't want anything to do with, and they're making a killing, and they all think you're crazy because you don't want to mess yeah. with it, but we all have our thing that we, you know, we kind of know and we like, and it's fun for us to do, and that's kind of what we yeah, roll with, so. Exactly. What, uh, what platforms do you sell on?
1: Uh, I sell on eBay and somewhat Etsy, but mostly eBay.
0: Yeah. Have you tried any of the eBay. other, like Mercari or any of those, and...
1: Um, I did try Macari, and I am embarrassed to say when I did try Macari, I, um, I was doing a cross-listing cross, plat- uh, cross listing, and um, basically copying my listing from eBay onto them. And I wasn't aware that you can't uh, do local pickup on Macari. Right. So by the time I realized it, it, I mean, it was literally hours later when I realized, and I was trying to delete them, but they already said, oh, you already... Sorry, we don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) We're canceling your account. So, you know, it was a mistake. Mistakes happen. Yeah. Uh, I'll try again another time. Maybe when I move, get another idea. You know, I'll try again. There'll be a way.
0: Yeah. uh, They can be hard to deal with. I had a guy yesterday that bought something and he wanted to pay up to have it expedited. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's just, there's no way you can't even send somebody like your email address through the Mercari messaging system. I mean, they just ban everything. It's, it's a really tight, if you mention eBay, like in a message or they just kick the whole thing out. It's amazing. I, yeah, I mean, I get, they want, they want to capture all that business and they don't want you doing stuff outside, but man, Mm -hmm. that was the guy and I went back and forth four or five times and I finally just ate the shipping and sent it to him. (laughs)
1: Wow, that's yeah. It seems like they were yeah. I and I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I should probably read more into it, but you know, you I guess you assume sometimes. Well, if this platform is okay with it and this sure. one, you know, more than one, but yep. you can't do that. So, we'll try again. <laughs> How
0: do you do with Etsy? <laughs>
1: um, Etsy I I was doing okay earlier this year. Um when I was really putting more time in it. I haven't put as much time into it at the end of the year. So, um I'm hoping that I'll do that next year. My, I just started the Etsy this year, so this was my first year doing it. Uh, I, I was happy with it. I do like the platform. Yeah. And um, I definitely want to try to use it more, especially because I have a lot more vintage items. I was just going to say, uh, are there
0: particular things that you would focus on with yeah, Etsy? It's yeah,
1: only, it's only vintage and handmade, so I would definitely push a lot of my Barbie stuff was selling um, very well on there for some time, so... Um, I do plan on doing more cross listing next year to Etsy.
0: Yeah, did you find that you were making a little more money on Etsy on the items, or was you know it pretty what? close? I
1: did. I did find that some of the items were going for higher on there. Right. I did notice that because yeah. I've
0: heard that from other sellers mm-hmm. in different. Niches yeah. that Etsy seems to be if you've got the right stuff, you can make a little more money there. Yeah. I haven't really looked into it yet, but <laughs> I've had a couple of people hit me up to, you know, some of those old books you ought to sell over there. So it's probably yeah. something after the first of the year that, mm-hmm. that I will look at as well. Um,
1: yeah.
0: What do you, uh, I guess, wh- what do you do with your YouTube channel in relation to your reselling? What was the impetus to get that started?
1: Uh, it was. After going through so much Barbie stuff and spending so much time researching, because I I spent a lot of time researching, and it was all well worth it, but it was a lot of time because the information was hard to find. And um, after spending so much time, I just felt like, uh, you know, I would get some questions here and there from other resellers, and I just kind of felt like, what if? What if I could put this information out there? What if I could go on YouTube and just tell people where to find it, or help right. them understand why it's called this and why it's worth this? Because it was hard for me, and so that was that was basic premise of it. Let's get on there and just share what I find so that other people can right. find it, can notice it when they go out and look and yeah. say, "Hey, I saw that on that channel." Right? It <laughs> you know, because I've found plenty of items where. I could find no comps for that. I could find no sales for or no photos online, and you know, I would just come up with a price and see if it worked right. And a good portion of the time, it would work. You know, I was like, wow, you know, so I was like, you know, let me share that information with other people. You know, it's hard to find this information, especially with vintage items, and um, you know. The more the years go by, the harder it is to find. So
0: right, what kind of places do you go to research stuff like old Barbie clothes? And I mean, are there sites? <laughs> I, I I was a Hot Wheel collector for a while. If you you can probably tell from the background, I've still got Hot Wheels. <laughs> um, and there's you know all kinds of dedicated sites and databases and all kinds of stuff where you can go and find out what year and what version and all mm-hmm. that. Is there something similar for uh, Barbies? Yes.
1: yes, there are. There are several websites. Um, Probably not as many as there would be for Hot Wheels or cars, but there are a few dedicated websites, Um, you know, Mattel, is one of them uh, It's a very slow website I don't know why I'm their Hot Wheels website
0: it. is the same way it's down more <laughs> it? than it's up it's slow yeah you would think a company oh. that size would have that figured yes. out but no they're terrible
1: <laughs> so and um, you know so Mattel definitely for Barbie it's a little bit hard to follow but you know they do have a lot of stuff on there um, but there is a website called doll um, doll collector and I'm sorry doll identification and it's literally the only website that identifies almost every doll that you can think of. Um, it, it is the only website. I could not find any other website yeah. that did that. It listed them alphabetically by brand, um, by name, all of that, even by markings. So, um, and outside of that, there's just websites where people have kind of made collectors sure. have made to share their information. So, and then that's what you get. And then you get Pinterest, and, um, and then I do have books. I have several books and, uh, sorry about that. If oh, you you're hear. good. <laughs> My mom is upstairs with her dog. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I do have books because it's nice to have it in front of me sometimes instead sure. of going through the internet and the books are really great. And, they're also uh, good resale value.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So it's something that I can keep, and if I want to get rid of, it's it's, it's worth something. Um, but they do give you a lot of information. Um, I know a lot of people think the Internet is just everything, but books are still it, and I do recommend them.
0: Yep. I still find stuff all the time where same thing, an old book where you can't find You can't find any comps, you can't find anything similar, there's no Mm -hmm. information, you've got you know the publisher and they've been out of business for 100 years and it it can really be tough to find that stuff. It is. Do those resources, do they, in addition to helping you identify the stuff, do they give you some sense of the value or are you still kind of on your own trying to sort out what it's worth?
1: Some of them will give you a sense of the value, but it really can fluctuate, you know, from time to time. I've had stuff just recently this year that wouldn't sell earlier this year that, you know, miraculously sold for a full price. And, you know, vice versa, stuff was selling earlier this year. And I have, you don't have it back again and it's not selling. Right. So it, it is really, the collectors really, they put the value on it. It really is up to them. Um but uh, so I don't I don't go by the books, you know, because they're they're based on whatever year they came out. Sure. And as we get older, um, things get more valuable, and the other things get less valuable, or other things get less able to find. Is right. you know, what it is.
0: yep. Do you sell? Do you use like the global shipping program? Do you find you're selling stuff like all over the world, or do you sell just primarily in the U.S.?
1: I, I do do international. I have a lot of international customers. Um, earlier this year, I was actually doing forty percent of my sales wow. were international. Um, so I I started doing that probably a mm, year and a half, two years ago. I did start international, and it did increase yeah. uh, my sales significantly when I opened that door. Uh, I don't use GPS, uh, G P. Was it G S B?
0: Yeah. Do you yeah. use the standard international shipping or?
1: I use um, I use first class mostly because uh, most of the items are Barbie items, and they're light. Pretty light, yeah. Yeah, um, but I will use the standard. I will use the standard. Um, I, I don't have a lot of customers that like the global shipping program. Yeah. What kind <laughs> yeah. of
0: feedback do you get on it?
1: Uh, I get that it's expensive where there's yeah. some extra charges on it, so that's, that's mainly the complaint, and so I stopped using it and once i stopped it you know it got better and it just the flow was better interesting mhm
0: so jumping back to the youtube stuff how has the channel done for you how has it grown what's the response been
1: um I've, I've actually been surprised at this response you know you you do something you don't think a bunch of people are actually going to watch it <laughs> so
0: <laughs> it is amazing isn't it you throw up a video and all of a sudden it's got a couple hundred views and you're like holy smoke and yeah, i'm sitting here well, in my basement
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so you know they're actually watching me talk so it, it is kind of cool you know i like the feedback i'm getting good feedback um i i was doing doll highlight of the week about every week in the beginning of the year before you know the whole c19 thing happened so uh that was getting great feedback people seemed to like that learning about the dolls um that i would uh talk about each week right so and then i just started incorporating the other stuff um you know resources there's a video on how to find barbie and other doll resources there's um you know things that i find you know i do haul videos and and cleaning videos. Um, a lot of people wanted that. I got that as oh, a bet. big request. <laughs> yeah. So I, I put that out there. So it's nice to do videos that people want to see. And um, it's nice that people want me to do them for, you know, so they can see.
0: Yeah. Are there other YouTube channels that you watched that helped you when you were getting started? And do you network with any of those channels and try to do any kind of cross promotions or anything like that?
1: Uh, I I watch um I watch some other people I watch um, the nurse Flipper, cat uh, she's great. Yep. Uh, I watch um, Courtney on Bolo Buddies. She actually had me on her show. I think it was it may have been a week before or after I started my YouTube channel. Wow. And so she had me on there. Um, How she did she find you? Of, she, uh, uh, I think she. Uh, I can't remember. I, I started uh, Instagram uh, last December. So she kind of so she saw me there, and she went to my store and saw it, and asked asked me to come on her show. Um, and uh, she also did a highlight on my store. So she kind of pushed me to you you know you should really get out there because I told her I was thinking about YouTube, and right. she oh. Uh, God should really put that information out there. People would really love it. I, you know, I've got stuff. I don't know what it is, Yep. you know, and there's plenty of people out there. So, you know, I have been thinking about it. She kind of pushed me and I just went ahead and started. And, um, so she's the only person I've actually collaborated with so far. Yeah. Do you try to put,
0: put stuff out on a regular schedule or is it just when you get the time? How does it fit? Mm -hmm. I know you've got a lot going on how do you work out your schedule to get everything done and keep up with the reselling and the YouTube yeah. and the Instagram and the kids?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I, um, in the beginning of the year, it was, you know, I, I incorporated into my schedule cause my kids were going to school. And so I was able to, you know, finake, fit it in cause right. I, you know, worked it out to fit it in cause I knew when I was going to start and knew everything that was happening. So, um, after they came home, I was still able to, you know, keep it going on the schedule, and kind of got to the summer, and it, it started to get a little tougher, you know, because they're home and he wants me all the time. So, right. um, I kind of had to back off it a little bit, um, and then he he got sick. Uh, he has uh, my seven year old has sickle cell anemia, so when he gets sick you know, it is the reason why I do this so that I can drop everything and be what he needs. Um, I have a two day handling time on my store so that in case something happens that I have an extra day. So, um, so it, it kind of slowed down at the end of the summer because of that and so you know i put a video out just because I, I felt like you know people are following me i just want to let them know everything's okay and that i'll be back to doing videos soon so i've kind of started back to trying to get regular basis now that i'm used to the schooling at home and having to do shipping at a certain time yeah so
0: now are, is he are they not in school now still because of covid
1: No, they are home. His desk is right on the other side of my, my little wall right here. Yeah. (laughs) Now, how does that
0: work? Does he, is he able to kind of do the schoolwork while you work on some listings or?
1: Yeah, he, I mainly do shipping and photos um, while he's doing school. I save research um, and things that require more of my concentration for when he's not in school so that when he stops me, it's not a process to get back to work. So, so, you know, I stay here. Sometimes I do take my work upstairs because, you know, it becomes ask mommy everything. Sure. (laughs) And, and, you know, kids really work better when their parents aren't sitting over top of them. You know, it stops them from leaving the desk and leaving, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Is there, how else has your business been affected by the pandemic? Has it, has it been better? Has it been worse? Has it impacted your sourcing? Did it have any impact at all?
1: Um, I think the biggest impact was is probably the end of the year. It, at the beginning of the year, it, um, it increased. I, sales increased during about, you know, Easter time, spring. Right. Um, so it was kind of like Christmas then. And, um, you know, sales were okay. I, I, really haven't had a problem with the can't source thing because I already had like a death pile. So sure. I, 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 had plenty of items to keep me busy. So I just kind of started going through those and getting them listed. Uh, you know, it, it gave me time to say, okay, well, I've got this stuff here, so let's put it on. So I just started going through my items and started listing them. Um, I did do a little sourcing. Um, I did some new item sourcing earlier in the year Uh, because I have a a reseller friend that lives in the state um, about an hour from me. So he's a big Amazon reseller, so he's sold me basically a pallet of toys. Nice. Um, So, you know, I do that and in the online. I was doing online uh, and just kind of doing Facebook Marketplace, just picking, you know, when I wanted to go out. So um, just a little bit of that here and there. It wasn't really much. In the summer, I did actually buy out somebody's eBay store.
0: Wow, yeah. Um,
1: Somebody decided they were going to do, he got a job and was going to do some work and decided to stop. And he basically had a toy store like me. And I went up and he just, everything out of his storage went in my car. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) He actually drove down the other half of it with me. So that was really nice. Yeah. But and that that kept me busy so i didn't have to go out and buy anything because i had enough stuff to keep me busy
0: and are you still working through all of that stuff or? <laughs> yes
1: i am still working yeah. through all of that stuff uh some of it has definitely been sold um you know because he had a lot of multiples so um it's been doing really well for me i i i did well with buying that lot from him so i'm really happy with that and yes i'm still going through i actually have Like two small, uh, those shorty bins of CDs that I haven't even gone through yet. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But but yes, it has sustained me and kept me with things to add to my store.
0: How big is your store? How many items do you have listed? I have about
1: 600 items listed right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And is that, do you have a goal to get to a certain level or is that a level you're comfortable?
1: I, um, you know, I previously was just hanging around 200, a little over 200 and decided it was time to stop being lazy <laughs> and, um, you know, put this stuff in my store. I have a, um, uh, I guess I have an anchor store with that can hold a thousand items. And so I just started working, I just yeah. started, just started working and just getting it done with the schedule daily. You know, it's funny, even though I couldn't do as much YouTube. Um, when my son started the virtual school, he actually helped me get a schedule for myself so that I was down here working on my store while right. he was working in school. So, And yeah.
0: did you see, did sales improve at the same rate mm-hmm. that you were adding listings?
1: Yeah, it seemed as if, you know, since I was touching the store so much, my yeah. sales and my views were starting to go up. And uh, the goal was... Um, I did have a goal to reach seven hundred by um, Cyber Monday. I did not reach that goal i I made it to six hundred and sixty seven something like that.
0: That's pretty close.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close, but it was nice to have a goal to work toward and really get my store going because it really did help.
0: yep, I talk about that a lot actually in my podcast and my videos how yeah. important it is to have some kind of target because if you if you don't, it's real easy to just kind of slack off and oh, I'll I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it. And then next thing you know, it's a week or it's 10 days and your business yes. is starting to fall off. So.
1: Yeah, it really does. It really does help. And it really is important.
0: How do you keep track of that? Do you have a system to you, you set that goal now? How do you monitor your progress towards it? Do you have I know some sellers do like a dry erase board on the wall and mm-hmm. I've got like a little calendar where I put check <laughs> marks down.
1: I, I, I don't and I, I've been thinking about that I should I be um, ever since I had set that goal. And, you know, I was so close to it. And I said, you know, maybe I should get a marker calendar. Maybe I could have made it if I had that. So I have been actually thinking about that because I'm, um, although I'm working on a personal project right now, I'm getting ready to set new goals. So uh, that may be something that I'm going to add because I have seen other resellers talk about that and um, that it has helped them stay steady in improvement.
0: Yep. Yeah. When you have like a, a written goal and you keep track mm-hmm. of it on whatever, I do mine every day, but some people mm-hmm. do it once a week or whatever, but it helps, definitely helps to keep you on track. Yeah. So what kind of goals do you have for next year? We're almost to that time, New Year's resolutions yeah. and all that. It's amazing. <laughs> I, thank God this year is finally going to be behind us. But.
1: <laughs> um. Well, the goals I have for next year uh, are, are cro- I do have cross listing goals. I did not make them this year, so I do want to make that a priority next year. Uh, like I said, Etsy was doing doing well when I started putting work into it, so I really want to make that one of my top priorities to to reach out to get some other um, you know income from other places instead of just one or two places. So I definitely want to do some cross listing. Um, for YouTube, I definitely want to uh, make sure I want to bring back a schedule, which I'm working on now, so um, that I can have some regular content coming out, um, mm. even if it is once or twice a month. So, But I, I'm pretty sure it'll be a little bit more than that. Yeah. Um, the uh, I am considering moving is the personal project that I'm working on right now. And it's highly likely that it's it's going to happen. So,
0: where where are you thinking about going? Staying in the area that you're in Mm -hmm. now, and just moving somewhere else, or like
1: I I consider moving to another state. Yeah. Um, North Carolina. Nice. I'm actually from North Carolina, so (laughs) so um, things are looking really great. That that is going to happen. So uh, some of the goals will be pushed back uh, just a little bit
0: understandable
1: Um, but it's a wonderful thing it'll it'll be great because i will have the space that i need uh for my business yeah yeah
0: do you have family down there still that will be able to help you with all the
1: yeah i have some family and some friends i do have friends down there
0: very nice very nice so how has your christmas season been you mentioned that the spring for business was really good and then kind of not so much in the summer. How has the holiday season been with vintage toys?
1: It's, it's been, um, it's been a bit of a struggle. I, I, I can say, I will say that I am so glad that I increased my listings because if I had not, I don't think I would be selling anything. Um, yeah, I think the increase in listings has really helped make sure that I have enough items and enough, different variety for different people to be able to buy. Um,
0: you mentioned earlier that things that were selling in the spring aren't selling now and vice versa. What, what changed, what, what in terms of what what's selling and what's not? I,
1: uh, I, you know, I sell in a vintage collector's niche and um, a good portion is a high dollar collector, adult collector. Um which I'm probably, you're sure, sure you're familiar with. Cards. Uh, so it's Christmas, and we're in a pandemic, and people—that's not as important to people. Sure. And rightfully so. It should not be important. So sales for those kinds of items, of course, will go down. They're not a necessity. Yep. Um, you know, it's 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 after you know a crazy weird election, and people are just going through the motions, and again, rightfully so. Um, having little money and with the rent thing, uh, it is just, I think all those things contribute to what's happening with the economy right now. And depending on what you sell, that can hurt you. Sure. Um, again, I'm happy that I increased my store because I am still making the money that I need. I'm, you know, I'm not hurting uh, I'm still doing better than I did last year. Right. Um, although, you know, it's not, you know, higher, better, it's still better. Yeah. So that's the important part.
0: Yep. And I think it depends too on what kind of store you've got. Like my, my business is up for the holidays, but it's not up mm-hmm. huge cause I'm similar to you. I'm selling old books and old CDs mm-hmm. and stuff that's not necessarily giftable as opposed yeah. to somebody who's selling brand new toys or brand new clothes, mm-hmm. which their business of course is going to spike in the holidays. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. i kind of stay flat through the holiday season i'm actually yeah. okay with that cuz i you mm-hmm. know i have a nice steady every month it's it's yeah, about the same I, amount and i know where I it's at
1: know, and it's kind of what i want to go for i i, I want steady yeah. you know it's, it's it's nice to get you know that hike or whatever but steady is really what you want because that means you're you're doing you're doing good you're continuously getting customers and more than likely repeat customers so that your store continuously rotates and and does what it needs to do. You know, it needs to pay for itself at the very least. um, And you want to make a profit to save the money.
0: Yep. Do you find that you have a lot of repeat customers? Is your niche Uh, good enough?
1: I, I do have a few. Yeah, I have seen some of the names, a few names over again.
0: Do you do anything to try to encourage that? Do you send like thank you notes or cards or anything with shipments? How do you handle outbound items?
1: I I did just start using thank you cards um when they sent, uh, I think the 25th, no, it was either the 25th celebration or one of their boxes they sent me. And so I think I, I
0: commented on one of your videos about that. Cause you got a box that... of swag and I didn't get anything and I was salty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I <saw> that comment. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I was going to get anything. And it came like literally the day we were supposed to be online, like an hour or something before they started. And I actually couldn't even do it because my son was in school and I didn't realize when I signed up that he would be doing school. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I just been using those cards and I do have business cards. So I just, I I do print packing slips and I basically just tape the packing slip to the thank you card and my business card so that they can, you know, reach out to me um, through eBay or outside (laughs) eBay, however they want. Uh, I do have an Instagram page for the business store. So I put that on the cards that way they can see items that are for sale because uh, I do post things that are you know, right. for sale. Hey, look what we have just listed, you know, come check it out. Barbie collectors or, you know, Popple collectors or whatever it is I'm listing.
0: Yeah. Has Instagram been good for you as well?
1: Um, it, it has been on the, uh, YouTube. I, I did get a lot of feedback and a lot of followers from the YouTube channel, channel, my reseller treasure. It's the same thing on Instagram. Um, I am slowly getting up there with the business store. You know, it is a niche collector's niche. So I am slowly uh, bringing that up. I want to say it's like 200 followers right now. Yeah. I may be wrong. Uh, I started all of the Instagrams at the same time. It was just about a year ago. Yeah. So I haven't really been on for that long. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it takes a long, long time to get this stuff going. Yeah. I was, yeah. I, I think I did a video on that too. I was stuck at like 28 subscribers on my YouTube channel for what felt like an eternity. And then finally it's, <laughs> it started to grow. But man, it is a long process.
1: Yeah. So, and that's okay. You know, I'm I'm not one to... Ah, my numbers—you know—freak out about that. So
0: right, well, and yeah, because it's it's not paying the bills. There's no money. No, there's I mean, no money. There. Eventually, you'd l- hope to monetize YouTube, but yeah. even at the level that a lot of folks in this niche are going to be, it's mm-hmm. not going to be big money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
0: so, what else do you like to do outside of reselling? What's what are what are some of Brandy's hobbies? <laughs>
1: uh, it was hobbies, man.
0: Do you have time for hobbies?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: YouTube and <Yeah>. Instagram.
1: <laughs> Sometimes it's so hard to pull yourself away from your business, and you know that's funny. I just made a comment on um, I don't know if it was cats, um, uh, the nurse flipper. That it's it gets hard. I never thought I would have. <laughs> a job that I'd be hard for me to pull myself away from, let alone my own business. That would be hard for me to pull myself away from. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing. It's, it's really cool. But, um, you know, outside of this, I, you know, and, and outside of taking care of my son and, um, I, I do, I used to do walking for, before the winter. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I do yoga, um, I've done some paint by numbers this year. I found that really cool. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was relaxing because I didn't have to think so right. much. I didn't have to think about researching and think about what's happening with the kids. And um, I guess I I like those relaxing things like yeah. that yoga and you know painting. But um, you know something that's different from Netflix too. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it is. It's really easy to get caught in the trap of spending way Mm -hmm. too much time doing this because when I went into it, I was kind of like, you know, I can set my own schedule and, you know, this and that. And then the next Mm -hmm. thing I know, I'm down here until seven or eight o'clock at night and then I'm too exhausted to do anything. And, (laughs) you know, I put a frozen pizza in the oven and, you know, you end up with no life. So I've had to really kind of do the same thing for my personal Mm -hmm. life that I've done for the business and set some Yeah, five o'clock on this day, I'm going to stop and I'm going to go read a book or do whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's been a big help for me. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else while we're here that you would like to share with my listeners and viewers?
1: Um, any, any, (laughs) any, any
0: mistakes that you've made along the way that you would caution?
1: Um, I would, I would definitely caution people to, um, Stop and think and not let your feelings get into it. Um, It's very scary when you get a message from a customer and it's not a nice message. Um, Sans vulgar ones. Even getting some that are just people are unhappy can provoke feelings in us. And we're very passionate about our work. And I, you know, I would find myself being like, I'm not a liar. I can't, you know, I can't believe she would say that. How can, you know, I would definitely caution people because it, it is a different experience when you're on this side and you're receiving that information. I, I would respond the next day. I usually would not respond the first day because I just needed some time to make sure that right. this is business. It's not personal. It's customer and they're upset. And I need to understand that. Yep. Um, Uh, some, some resellers don't and they, they've clearly, (laughs) so I I would say that because, you know, again, when we get into this business, um, and we start to love it and we get passionate about it, um, we can, you know, jump to a conclusion that's, that's not the right thing. Right. So I I would just put that out there. Definitely. Um, you know, if you, if you have to wait a day, it's okay. Yeah. The customer will be there. Just, you know, until you get used to it. I'm used to it now, but, you know, early in the stages, it was, you know, it was a bit hard. My feelings would get hurt really easy. It is
0: hard to separate Mm -hmm. your, you know, because it's your business. So you take it personally, but you have to be able to, uh, that's a business, it's a business problem. It's not an Mm -hmm. attack on me, Ryan, it's Mm -hmm. whatever the situation is. And I I wish... On the flip side of it, that customers were a little more upfront. If they just don't like something, just tell me you don't like it and you want to return yeah. it. Don't give me this big long. It came with this, yeah. that, or it smells funny. Or I don't need. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just tell me you don't it's want it. Tell it's cool. Me what
1: it is you want, and we'll take care. Of yeah, it, so it's
0: not that I hard.
1: Really, it really isn't. So it, you know, and that's kind of vice versa. Just just simply tell them what they want. You know, what it is you want in a nice way, and it, it's not that hard. Um, just keep it simple. Yep. You know.
0: <laughs> well, with that, remind everybody where they can find you on the interwebs, the YouTube and Instagram and all that good stuff.
1: <laughs> well, you can definitely find me on YouTube, uh, My Reseller Treasure. It is the same on Instagram, My Reseller Treasure. Um, you can also check out the store on Instagram. It's Prize Puzzle Treasures. And uh, the store on eBay is Prize Puzzle Vintage Treasures. And I think that's all of them. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day in the holiday season with everything going on. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, hopefully we will see you again at some point.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Ryan. I'm sorry about all the noise. Oh, no worries. No worries at all. I usually
0: cage my cat because she'll be running around up there, like, playing with something, and you'll hear it in the background. I'm like, oh, Lord, that's terrible.
1: (laughs) No, I appreciate it. It was wonderful to be here.
0: Absolutely. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed doing it. Brandy, thank you again so much for taking some time out to talk with me in the weeks leading up to the holiday. Uh, I had a really great time chatting with her. I hope you got something out of the interview, you learned something, and you enjoyed it. Speaking of which, if you did enjoy it, please do me a favor and whack that thumbs up button. Let the YouTube algorithm know that this was a good video and you'd like to see more stuff like this. With that, we're going to close it out for the week. We will be back Wednesday with a what Sold on eBay, a reselling news recap, a weekly business update, and more. So please stay tuned. Come back and see us on Wednesday, and now it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.